This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to a morning after podcast. Adam Gold with you after the Hurricanes 8-2 pasting of the Ottawa Senators ending the four-game losing streak really taking advantage of a team uh, that clearly isn't very good, it does make you wonder how Saturday night happened. That Saturday stinker. How did the Hurricanes, as even as poorly as they'd been playing, although I will get into that in a minute, um, how they go up to Ottawa and get beat 4-1 and just are completely outclassed in the first period is an absolute mystery to me. Uh, but the Ottawa Senators didn't have a lot of fight in them tonight. It really was an 8-2. Uh, it's kind of an, like, I think you can only use one of those games towards bowl eligibility. It looked like uh, FBS versus FCS tonight at PNC Arena. So just a couple of the numbers I want to get to before we uh, bring you down and listen to Rod Brindamore and Joel Edmondson and Sebastian Ahom, we talk about what we saw tonight. Uh, seven players had at least two points for the Hurricanes. That's right, seven players with at least two points. Edmondson, uh, with his first three as a Hurricane, uh, a goal and two assists, and they came on the last three Hurricanes goals. Uh, assisted on uh, Ajo's second goal. He assisted on Ryan Dezingle's, uh goal, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and then he got his own uh, for the uh, for the eighth goal uh, of the game. By the way, the pass to Dezingle was really a very pretty play. Uh, we've known that Joel Edmondson has a little offensive upside. It was nice to see him finally get on the score sheet tonight. And you'll hear from him when we go to locker room. Uh, two goals for Sebastian Ajo. Uh, and we'll talk more about uh, number 20 in just a minute. But a couple of quick things about the game and the start, which I believe was the key to everything. Uh, once again, Ottawa, not a good team. They'll probably end up finishing dead last in the NHL in points. Um, but it, this game started, this game had to start where the game in Ottawa, the opposite of the way the game in Ottawa started. This was a first shift tone setter. Uh, and the new lines, and there were just some, some obviously some mixed up lines, uh, but the line of Stahl, Dezingle, and Fogel uh, went out first. Uh, and they really set the tone. It was a very good, uh, the, an evident forecheck to start the game. And then with sort of a partial line change, Stahl was off. Uh, Aho came on. He doesn't figure in the play, but Aho came on. But the defensive pairing started with Slavin and Hamilton. But they came off, and Pesci and Joel Edmondson uh, came on. And Joel, uh, uh, Brett Pesci made a really good play uh, just inside the blue line to keep the puck in the offensive zone. He got rewarded with an assist, and ultimately it was the zingle with a pass to Fogel. Uh, with really a, not a great goal for Anders Nilsson to allow by Ottawa. And Nilsson was named the NHL's first star of the week. He had a spectacular week, including the 4-1 win over the Hurricanes. Uh, but uh, the Fogel shot was kind of in tight, but it wasn't blistered. Uh, and it was a shot that um, I believe hit Chris Tierney's skate. Uh, and then really just kind of squeezed through Nilsson 44 seconds in. It's one nothing. Uh, Carolina. And then not that long, uh, not that much later, this is also in the first period where Carolina was good, 
but they were more solid than really good. Uh, Brian Gibbons gets hit behind the goal by Bobby Ryan. I thought of the I thought it was a co- a clean hit. Ryan, in fact, was probably kind to Gibbons. Uh, I mean, Bobby Ryan's a big guy, like six one, six two, about two hundred and twenty pounds, um, and he kind of turned his body uh, to where he sort of hit Gibbons on the side with his own side. So it was not, you know, he didn't, it wasn't a boarding penalty and no penalty was called on it. Uh, But because Gibbons was close to the wall, uh, it certainly looked worse than it was. But Brock McGinn, who, if I'm not mistaken, took a shot off the hand in the Ottawa game and actually left the ice uh, for a while, ultimately did come back and play the game. Um, but he was, he didn't skate this morning and it, he was a game time decision to see if he was even going to play. But McGinn immediately jumped in and stood up for his teammate Gibbons and fought Bobby Ryan. It wasn't much of a fight and I'm not sure Brock, uh, even landed a punch, which is probably good, but he clearly had a hand injury before the game. Uh, so it just shows you, uh, what McGinn is all about. But I think that also, while I'm not a fighting guy, I think it also helped to set the tone for the game. Uh, Carolina was here, and they were going to take this one seriously, certainly a lot more seriously uh, than they took the game in Ottawa. Uh, So those are just two things that really stuck out to me in the first period. There were a couple of other things that we'll get to, uh, things that stuck out in the first period. Uh, But it was uh, a very cool thing, Uh, and you'll hear uh, Rod Brindamore talk about it as we go to the locker room and listen to the head coach. Yeah, it was a pretty solid game all the way, start to finish. Um, nice to see puck go in. You know, we had the last couple of weeks here, it's just been tough sledding, find the back of the net. And tonight, you know, we were able to capitalize on our chances, which was nice. What did you see from Sebastian tonight, apart from the two goals? Well, he was around the puck. I mean, I think he was, you know, he, I don't know if his goals were pretty goals, but you know, the, the shorthand one was nice. The other one was banking it off, you know, kind of the glass. But, um you know, I see that he was a little more conscious of, you know, the full game. I think everyone was, and that's why, you know, I think it was a type of game you definitely, as a coach, would li- like to see. And a little bit less stressful, that's for sure. And uh, it was nice to see him get rewarded because, he, he, you know, he's been, he's been definitely pressing. Isn't Rock. that the, the, really the, the kind of complete game that you need from him, you know, yeah, all the time? We need it from everybody, but, yeah, I mean, you got to get it from, you know, your top guys for sure. And, uh you know, he's obviously that for us. Obviously, Warren's goal kind of sets things going in the right direction, but Brock is a game-time decision, and then he comes out and stands up for a teammate. Obviously, right. you must like that. Yeah, you know, he, he loved that kid. You know, for all the things, the reasons you're just kind of talking about, you know, he he's you don't have to worry about him, well, number one, giving it everything he has, but, you know, he'll play, you know, banged up, and he's old school, that's for sure. Joel Edmondson hadn't scored all year, but he played pretty well. So yeah. just the, just see him on the score sheet. Yeah, it's, that's great, right? He's worked really hard. He's been a great fit for our team. And, um, again, you know, you like to see everybody get rewarded, but he, he's been uh, been real good, and that was nice to see. We will touch all the bases. That was Rod Brindamore in, uh, not in the locker room, but in the media room following the game. So let's get to uh, Sebastian Ajo, who, for my money, was the best player on the ice for the Hurricanes, and there were a lot of good players tonight, but I thought Ajo stood out for a number of reasons. Uh, I do think that this was the best 200-foot game he has played all season long, uh, and I do believe it started in the first period 
And uh, there was a sequence where he was out on the ice with Brady Kachuk. And I, I talked to Rod Brindamore before the game today. Uh, Rod talked about wanting to make sure that, uh, and th- this goes back to last year also, uh, w- w- you know, what, is ha- what has to change for Sebastian Ajo? Uh, and Rod talked about he needs to be able to play Ajo against other teams' best players. Well, Brady Kachuk is one of Ottawa's best players. He's a top-line winger. He plays with an edge, and Ajo was out early in the first period on a shift where he had to deal with Brady Kachuk. Uh, and, uh, they went at each other, uh, physically and it was, it was a clean sequence, but it was a physical sequence. And I liked, I really liked the way Aho held his own, uh, and really got the better of the exchange. And I think those types of things set the tone for not only a game, but for how you need to play in order to get the most out of your ability. I'm going to draw a comparison, a player that maybe not a lot of Hurricanes really liked when he was here, but it was Elias Lindholm. A couple, the year before Lind, Lindholm's final year with Carolina was the first time we saw Elias take his game to another level offensively. And I believe, and this comes from conversations with other people too to get confirmation, that it started when Lindholm took to heart the agitation part of the game. And that if you're going to really get the most out of your ability, you have to be able to be a hard player to play against and not take any crap from anybody. And I thought that was really noticeable from Ajo tonight. So that thing's sticking in my mind. And now let's go to the shorthanded goal, uh, which happened in the second period. Now, Ajo has done a very good job killing penalties. Um, and, but this year he hasn't been as noticeable in all of these phases as he was a year ago. But here's the sequence. Ajo is a little bit deep in the zone, the, the defensive zone, and Ottawa's got a chance. And uh, I don't remember exactly the player it was for Ottawa, uh, but Sebastian, he said, and you'll hear from him in a minute, but he talked about uh, maybe it was a slash. I didn't think it was a slash. I think you're allowed to make a play on a stick. He didn't play, he didn't make the play on the hands. Uh, and I don't think he took a big swing down, so it wasn't a slash on the stick, which would get you a penalty. Um, but he just made a good play, stick on stick. He, he nullifies a scoring chance. Later in the sequence, uh, it looked like an attempted pass that Ajo blocked right at the blue line, and he was off the other way. He gets a shorthanded goal, but really, you score the shorthanded goal because of the two other plays you made his other goal, the baseball goal, which I love. I loved was Edmund Joel Edmondson's first point, where a shot just uh, was deflected high off the glass and it came out in front. And Ottawa just batted it in. Um, by the way, I had a conversation with Sebastian about f- uh, a Finnish baseball game that maybe we will talk about on a future podcast. Um, but again, th- these were all indicators of the way Sebastian was playing tonight. Uh, and there was a goal on Dougie Hamilton's goal later in the game, later in that period, where Ajo rotated back and was covering for a teammate, a defenseman, who was in making an offensive play. Uh, so all of these things were great indicators for how Sebastian needs to play in order to get the most out of his ability. Now, with all of that said, uh, why don't we hear from number 20? Yeah, I mean, thank Someday that could be a slashing penalty, so uh, that was kind of fortunate break for uh, for us. And uh, you know, uh, you know, I got the puck, and uh, 
been his rough. Like I said, we uh, we didn't like it at all our first period in in Ottawa. So uh, this was uh, you know us setting bar for ourselves to you know that's the that's the mentality and uh, that's the work we have to do every every game. Can you describe the sequence of shorthanded the defensive play you first made and then the play at the blue line? Yeah, I mean, take some day that could be a slashing penalty. So uh, that was kind of fortunate break for uh, for us and uh, you know. Uh, you know, I got the puck, and uh, you know, I had a lot of jump in my feet in that time, so uh, I knew uh, I can, uh, you know, get to the breakaway. And uh, good thing I, uh, I was able to put that in. Has Rod been talking to you about uh, in terms of getting your game going? Uh, you know, it's uh, more defense stuff. You know, away from the puck. That's that kind of stuff. He. Uh, you know, we uh, we talked to, but uh, you know, that's that's about it. Do you think that's the way this all started tonight for you? What's that? Do you think that's the way this all started for you tonight, playing away from the puck line? Yeah, I think uh, I like my game tonight, and uh, obviously I want to, you know, be even better, and uh, you know, just build on that. I liked his game tonight too. Sebastian was minus four in Ottawa. He was plus four tonight. Now, obviously, uh, you can play a great game and not be a plus four. But Sebastian played a plus-four game tonight. So, uh, granted, 8-2 over the Senators. Horn, very good. But Sebastian Ajo was a huge reason why they weren't very good. As for the other guy tonight, uh, Joel Edmondson, who, uh, in my opinion, is a top-four defenseman on this team. Uh, again, later podcast, we'll talk about Jake Gardner and the tr- struggles he's gone through this year. Uh, but to me, Edmondson is one of their best four defensemen. I like him playing with Brett Pesci better than I like Jake Gardner playing with Brett Pesci. I think it'll bear out over the course of the season that they're a better team with Edmondson playing a few more minutes than Gardner and playing with Pesci. I also think it brings more offense out of Pesci to play him with a guy like Edmondson, who is such a stay-at-home guy. Uh, And for a guy who wasn't brought here to do a lot of scoring, it obviously felt good to get the first point, let alone the first goal, and I talked to him after. You guys obviously needed one. It's got to feel good also to get uh, on the score sheet for the first time. Yeah, that took a while, but, uh, you know, just happened to help my team out, and I think we came, came ready to play tonight. We played a full 60 minutes, and... If we do that, you know, most nights we'll get the result we want. How important was it first shift you guys kind of imposed your will on them? Uh, it's huge. Um, you know, we haven't had the, the best starts recently, but uh, that was one of our main focuses going into tonight. And uh, like I said, we had a lot of energy going into the game, and we were excited to play. You, I mean, points aren't necessarily what you're here for, but it, it, it does... It certainly does take a little bit of a burden off your shoulders, doesn't it? It's for sure it does. Um, but no, I don't really focus on the points. But you know, after 15 or whatever, how many games it's been, uh, it starts to creep into your mind. But I was just help, happy to help out the team tonight. What was the message going into the game from Rod? Keep it simple. Get, get pucks deep and uh, just keep working. Uh, we, we didn't really have much communication out there last game, and uh, guys were all over the place. So we just wanted to keep it simple, and uh, you know, it makes our lives a lot easier. By the way, nobody's counting, Joel, but it was 17 games without a point in a hurricane sweater, not 15, uh, and you get three tonight. And again, I do believe he's a top four defenseman on 
this team. A couple of uh, streaks came to an end. Ryan Dezingle had gone seven games without a goal, but he got uh, one tonight and an assist. Obviously, the assist came on the first goal, uh, the Warren Fogle goal. Uh, Brett Pesci had gone seven games without a point, and he had a couple of assists, and he was a plus four tonight. Again, uh, I'm going to say this again. Pesci and Edmondson, to me, is the best. Uh, is this, well, it's the second best combination. That's the second line pairing. Uh, I do believe that Slavin and Pesci are their two best defensemen, uh, but I like splitting them up. It uh, creates different options, and Dougie Hamilton needs to play top-line minutes, and I thought Hamilton was uh, back on the positive side of his game tonight. Uh, over the four-game uh, losing streak, Dougie, I believe, was a minus four or a minus five, and he just hadn't played very well defensively, and they need Dougie's game defensively to keep up because if he's playing with Jacob Slavin, he can't be a negative on, on the def, in the defensive zone. Um, to me, best three players. Aho was the first star tonight. Joel Edmondson was the second star. Brett Pesci was the third star. Uh, I do want to give uh, a little prop to Brock McGinn. I thought Ryan Dezingle was very good tonight. And um, maybe we're grading on a curve to a certain extent because he t- still does some silly things out there. Uh, but this is like four games in a row, five games in a row. I've kind of liked Warren Fogle. Uh, when Warren gets back to his game, an agitation, physical, in-your-face game, he's a more effective player, and the Hurricanes have a different element. They need him to continue doing that. Uh, so now Aho has eight goals, Dougie Hamilton has eight goals, and Eric Halla has finally been tied and as goal-scoring leader for this team. Uh, but a very nice start to what is a very important stretch for Carolina here as they're off for a few days before they go to Buffalo on Thursday, Minnesota Saturday afternoon, and then a trip to Chicago. Uh, these are three teams that are struggling, uh, but Carolina can take nothing for granted. And I will say this, the 8-2 win over Ottawa, uh, grain of salt because Ottawa's not very good, but it won't matter a bit if they don't go to Buffalo and play well. Uh, And we're just going to go with what uh, the way Rod likes to talk about it. It's about how you play. Don't worry about the result. The results will come. Stay with the game that you're supposed to be playing and on the road against the Sabres. It's got to be a simple, understand your role and your job type of a game. Take care of the defensive side of the puck first. Uh, So Thursday at Buffalo, Hurricanes will be back on the ice. 10, 7, and 1 on the season. They beat Ottawa 8 to 2. Enjoy the rest of your, what is this now, Tuesday. Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.